It's a mystery to me that when Kyle's away, Jan's here. Are they the same person? I don't know. Hi, Jan. Hello. <laughs> I can guarantee you that we are not Which, the same uh, person. I think it's if either Kyle is you putting on a voice or you are Kyle putting on a voice. Which one is it? Not do- that bad right now. <laughs> and Katie, Katie's jo- rejoining us for the show. She's apparently checking out ticket prices. Hi, Katie. <laughs> you can't, Katie can't wave at the microphone. You have to speak to it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so paranoid about interrupting. Oh, I, I will uh, find the entire episode, and you guys can translate. <laughs> so Katie's apparently checking out. Ticket prices on this, the 21st episode of MHR Radio Podcast, the Darren, which, which, who is it, John? Darren Gordon. Darren Gordon. The great cornerback of the Broncos, back-to-back Super Bowl victories. I think he might have been a better, like, returner than... He was not a good cornerback. I I distinctly remember yelling at him on several coverages. You know what, Ray Crockett, Ray Crockett was not that good of a cornerback. no. No, was not. Here's, here's a little, since this is going to be our conspiracy episode, here's a conspiracy for you. The Broncos did not win a Super Bowl before or after Darren Gordon. Or before or after, or before, oh, that's true. He won 97-98. 97-98, they didn't win he a was, Super Bowl He was before. the key. Forget before Terrell after. Davis in a brilliant run game. It was Darian, number 21, Gordon. That's Darian, why. Darian, blown coverage, Gordon. John Elway knows this, and that's why there's such an emphasis on Trendon Holiday. I mean, if you were a coach, would you keep Trendon Holiday on the roster? But I guess you know what? Trendon Holiday stays in the game. Broncos beat New England. Exactly. What? What? Why all the Trendon Holiday hate? Because he's become a little bobbly. Because he's nobody five. hated him when he was running those back. I don't know. People just don't respect midgets the way they should. Don't like little people, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, Trinity. I think that should be our public service announcement for the show. <laughs> the little people. Katie, Katie, do you, I, Jan, you can't answer this because I know you know. Katie, do you know what January 31st is? It's the A first Friday? day. It's the Chinese New Year. Do you know what year this is in the Chinese New Year? Yes. Did you just say You're a Friday? The uh, cow dog horse rat. The cow dog this, horse rat. The cow dog horse Here rat. It is, yeah. They've just decided to combine them now. You were you were right on one of the combinations. This is the year of the horse. There you go. Oh my god, there we go. So we gotta win everything out before January before, is over. Before the thirty first, then we can Do You know what today is the anniversary of and Ian you cannot answer. Uh think think Tim Tebow. Oh, it says the anniversary when Tim Tebow's last touchdown pass? <laughs> oh, Not it's... just last touchdown pass. Oh, man. Beautiful slam to Demarius Thomas. Oh, first man. play into overtime, ending the game for the first playoff victory in six years. And you know how I remember that? Because I was nine months pregnant, jumping up and down on the ottoman. My husband was convinced I was going to plop the baby out right then and there. I think placenta was actually spraying out. And sure enough, like six or seven hours later, I gave birth. And it was ridiculous. We're in the ER and there's nobody in there because everyone's all just crazed, hungover from that game. So is it her down. birthday? It's my son's it's birthday tomorrow. Your son's yeah. birthday. Well, happy birthday, Big son. Too. Yeah. Is his name Tim? Did you name him Tim? I wanted to. Thank God. Oh, my God. God. I really did. That's how crazy and pregnant I was. I thought that was the perfect name for our baby. Well, aren't you glad you didn't name him Tim? Because he would be benched right now. And then 20 years later, he could do a PSA with you about how he was going to be an abortion. But that you decided against doctor's wishes that he shouldn't be. I already covered placenta and abortion. We're not even, what, five minutes in? Wow. (laughs) Where can we go from here? Um, Okay. Yeah, no, but he had a pretty good prediction on the national championship game. Did you guys see that? I I, uh, watched it, but I didn't have the volume up. I don't know why. Nice prediction there from him. That was a great game. Of all the people that expect to be good at, like, announcing it, Tim Tebow can barely put together a sentence without taking a breath. Like, he just talks until he can't breathe. And he's like, <gasps> and he talks again. And he's like, 
Sean, like speaking of the post game conference, which one? The national championship. Okay, never mind. Let's, let's go on. No, talk about the national championship. Yeah, we can talk about the national championship. I know I didn't watch the game until the last five minutes, so I think it was the greatest game of the year so far. Yeah, it's been a good. It's been a good football season. Playoffs as well. How fun was last weekend? Um, My was not good for me. I think I think I incorrectly guessed at least twelve games in a row. All right, so this is what we're going to talk about. We, are, we have two things. We have we have um, one major thing, which is the San Diego Chargers playoff game, the divisional round of the AFC playoffs, coming to so you. In, nervous. Coming to you in three days or two days or one day, depending on when you listen to this podcast. Uh, prior to that, we want to talk about something that's kind of more fun to talk about and, and maybe not as fun to talk about, the 2014 free agency. There's a... Decent amount of Broncos who are going to be available, I guess, through free agency over the next in about two months. March, um, I guess, most importantly on a list. Do you have the list pulled up, Katie? No, not yet. Up right now, pulling it up right now. <laughs> so I guess there's no most importantly. There's people like here's here's a couple here's the top five names for you, or we'll do top six actually. Um, Eric Decker. Dominic Rogers Camardi, Chris Harris Jr., yes. No Sean Moreno, Robert Ayers, and Sean Phillips. So two of those people on that list, Chris Harris and um, No Sean, are not necessarily free agents. Chris Harris, the Broncos just need to slap on a, a tender for him, and then a team would need to match it and then give up a draft pick. And Chris Harris is good, but I don't know that he's. What does that mean? So if you're, um, say you're interested in Chris Harris. And I tender him, I'm the Broncos, I tender him at a third round grade. I'm going to give him $1.2 million to play football next year. A team like, let's say the Houston Texans wanted Chris Harris. Or let's say the Oakland Raiders, because Oakland Raiders have $60 million next season available. Thank you, <laughs> so, so let's say let's say you're the Oakland Raiders and you want Chris Harris. I've, I've tendered him at a third grade, at a third grade, at a third round tender so the Raiders would have to one promise to match that salary so Chris Harris is going to have to make 1.2 million dollars from the Raiders but also they're going to have to give up a third round draft pick in order to attain the services of Chris Harris um I don't know that any team's going to do that like who's to say you got that's Kayvon right now? Or are that's, you just that's, that out there? no the, the usually the tenders I think are first third and fifth and I don't know that they're going to give him a first-round uh, tender. That, that means they would pay him $3 million next year. As it stands, the Broncos have $12 million free next season, which is nothing. No. I think you need I think you need five to six. I think you need five to six million just to sign your draft picks. So they're really, really low. Um, amongst that, you know, we have, uh, Peyton Manning's making $17 million next year. And... Um, Champ Bailey's making ten million. This is all off the top of my head, but Chance making ten. Peyton Manning's making seventeen. I think uh, Ryan Clady's like making eight point eight, something like that. How are you doing, Jan? I'm good. <laughs> Jan forgot what it's like to have your microphone unmuted. I think. <laughs> so happy Jan is talking tonight. Me you too. know what I propose that we do with the free agent list? What do you? With I the think what, we need to sort this list by age, not to be ageist. Okay, done. And kind of go from there. So Chris Harris is the youngest free agent. Uh, again, Chris Harris, I doubt he's going anywhere. Uh, the, Bron- I read the Broncos would, I'm assuming the Broncos will tender him in a third round um, tender. Quentin Jammer's an old man. Quentin Jammer is a very old young man. <laughs> I have a Quentin Jammer story, by the way. That can be a, my creepy story. Oh, yeah. You, did you work with him? Well, yeah. we can get to it later. It's not appropriate. Okay. It's probably appropriate at all. So maybe we cannot get to it. you've named names. So. I've been in the locker room a couple of times, Kate. You probably don't bring those stories up on air necessarily. Unless those oh, players really? are retired. Okay, I can talk about Rod Smith. Am, I, am I like Chris Cluing myself now? <laughs> Is that what I'm doing? Um, it's not part of the... the so the beat. best way to sort them probably is by snaps. We're using the PFF, um, the PFF blogs. Well, there uh, you go. You go by snaps. You look at like those are the players that have played the most um, amongst the. By DRC is number one. Um. So amongst the Broncos, that would be free agents. Zane Beatles, twenty-seven years old. He's played twelve 
123 snaps. So he's played basically every offensive snap that, and some uh, special teams snaps. Eric Decker's next on the list. Chris Harris is third on the list. DRC is fourth. Sean Phillips is fifth. Wesley Woodyard, sixth. And Sean Moreno, seventh. And then Mike Pops Adams, who is actually one of the nicer guys on the Broncos. I, people don't like Mike Adams for whatever reason, but he's a really, really nice guy. Uh, and then Mitch Unrein, who's one of my uh, – he's a local Colorado kid, but he played for the University of Wyoming. He's another guy who will get a tender of some sort. I don't think the Broncos are going to let him walk. He's way too important to that game where they can just kind of put him in as a fullback. I'm kidding. He's a good defensive tackle. <laughs> Uh, he had to really get concerned with my, <laughs> but how imperative our, our defensive tackle slash fullback is. Who would, who do you keep? Jan, look at the list. Sort of however you feel necessary. You have to keep three guys. Pick three. I'll give you a minute. Katie, you're up. <laughs> no. I'll give Katie a minute. I, I would keep Zane Beatles. I would keep. I would actually try to keep Eric Decker. Mm-hmm. And, oh. and um, wow, you have to argue your case. Oh, we're gonna get to that. Hold on, because I'll, I'll 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 bring up counterpoints. And um, and you know um, we mentioned this off air, but I really think the Bron- um, Broncos should resign No. Sean Moreno. Well, Maybe. No. Sean Moreno is a is a, another weird one because they have an option for the next year, so they don't necessarily he won't necessarily be a free agent unless the Broncos don't exercise that option. So he's kind of signed. Like, there's not going to be a bidding war for Noshan Moreno uh, unless they let him go and then try and re-sign him at something less. So he's a weird one. He's a weird one to bring up. Let's let's not count Noshan Moreno. Oh, no, let's, okay. count, let's count him. Let's count him because Broncos only have $12 million. So basically they have $12 million to split up amongst, I think, 16 free agents. And there's a lot of names on here. There are plenty. And, I, I feel bad that even, you know, Andre Caldwell is on this. Bubba, Bubba Caldwell is on this place. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's just getting uninvited to every party here. Oh, and then another weird one uh, is Trenton Holiday. He's on this list, too. Trenton Holiday is another guy who can be tendered, though. He's in his, um, I think, third season in the NFL. So, yeah, he's another one where they can give him a six-round tender or a third-round tender or a first-round tender. I totally expect him to do it. I think if you give him um, a fifth-round tender, they make like 700000 So it's really not a big contract. Which I don't, I, I don't know what the NFL minimum is for a fourth-year player. I'm just assuming it's somewhere around seven hundred thousand anyway. You know, performance-wise, Trenton Holiday, Holiday, he hasn't really had a really good game since getting hit out of bounds by the Colts kicker. By the kicker, it was <sighs> that's the turning point, Jan. That's an excellent point. And how you know what, do you come back from getting blown out? Not just hit out of bounds, but blown out by a kicker. That's sort of career. That, that was like that was a confidence buster. <laughs> no, but again, we, we've already mentioned it. We've already we've already mentioned it. You have Trenton Holiday in the game against New England. We probably beat the New England Patriots. So it's hard to say what exactly. Us. That's all. Um. So who's your third? You want to stick with No Sean? Yeah. Um. I'm writing poetry over here. I'm gonna stick with No Sean. Okay. I'll stick with him mainly because I think he's he's perfect for the system. If Peyton's going to stick around for a couple more years, why not go for the ride? And but if he's if he tests the market, then that means he's just trying to find more money and he's calling it quits. If he's testing the market, it's because the Broncos don't want him anymore. No. They decided <laughs> that they probably are better off. And you got, they got Monte Ball. You got um, you got CJ. CJ. My high report yeah. favorite. <laughs> they love him. Yeah, we love him there. Um, and we got Ronnie Hillman. So I don't know. And you have to think of the draft who's coming out where we would, who we're looking I hope, at. I hope the draft. God, we can't. I really hope to God we don't draft another running back. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm saying in our general discussion of who we're keeping and who we're not. So that we're going to keep an ocean. Um, Katie, who's your list? 
Yeah, you're sharp. You're working over there. Are you making? Are you writing down notes? No, I'm not making a list. I was going to ask you. You said something. Um, I, I'm going to digress as I'm as I'm prone to do. Uh, you uh, you said that Peyton has two more years. No, Sean may stick around. If Peyton wins the Super Bowl, does Peyton have two more years? Peyton's on a contract where he's basically year to year. Um, he is originally signed for five years. He signed to five years, but the Broncos have a, a right to renew the option. Last year, when they renewed the option, the option, the option was for two years. So they have him signed uh, not just this season, but next season as well, with an option for a fourth season and a further option for a final fifth season. So, so they, have, basically signed, they haven't signed for this season and next. Next season at $17 million, uh, per season, and the next season is another, I think, $19 million. Would be his fourth season as a Denver Bronco in his fifth season. I think it might be nineteen to twenty-one million. Nineteen to twenty-one million, everyone. <laughs> That's a lot of claims. That's a lot. It's <laughs> a, a lot less than Jay Cutler's making. Oh God! For the, Put that in your seven pipe. Years. <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Well, yeah, <laughs> Cutler's Cutler's contract is more like a five-year contract, and most of his money is coming this season. But amongst the quarterbacks, here's more of Cutler. Are you insane? Amongst the quarterbacks in the league who are being paid more than Peyton Manning next year are Jay Cutler and Joe Flacco. Wow. wow. <laughs> well, Joe Flacco, as we know, is elite. Mm-hmm. But that malcontent. We saw it in week one. Uh, all right, give us your three, Katie. <laughs> Let's get out of here. No, we've already talked about this. Let's just go. I'm picking Eric Decker, DRC, and Chris Harris Jr. Chris Harris is not a restricted free agent. It's an easy pick. Um, I would pick one that you guys. I know people are going to be say people are going to be listening to this and upset that we no one said Wesley Woodyard. I I'm, actually I would pick Wesley Woodyard. He's gotten a lot of unfair criticism. You can have Wesley Woodyard because Chris Harris is a restricted free agent, so he probably isn't leaving. Um, so your three are Eric Decker, Wesley Woodyard, and DRC. I don't know why that's psyched about Eric Decker, but yeah, I guess. I don't know who I would pick. I think I would have to I'd I have to put Sean Phillips in my list. Sean Phillips? Yeah. The sack leader. He's 33 years old, or he's going to be 33 years old next season. Um, <laughs> Wesley Woodyard, I believe, is expendable because you have – Nate Irving, you have Danny Trevathan, and you have Von Miller. Where does Wesley Woodyard? Do you have Von Miller? That remains to be seen. Well, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, and basically anybody the Broncos signed this season is also a free agent next year, like Paris Lennon, Michael Huff, Winston Justice, Steve right. Allos, Stuart Bradley, Dan Copen. All those guys are, are also free agents. But, um, again, Mike Adams, Robert Ayers, uh, Bubba Caldwell, Quentin Jammer, uh, Zane Beatles, Eric Decker, Dominic Rogers, Camardi, Sean Phillips, and Wesley Woodyard, and No Sean Moreno are all unrestricted free agents. Scary. So my list would be, I, I feel like Eric Decker's expendable, but I would hate to see him on like the Raiders. So I'd say Eric Decker, uh, Sean Phillips, and Zane Beatles. He's got a negative rating on the year, but. He can he can turn it around because a lot of guys have negative ratings on the year. Wesley Woodyard has a negative rating on the year. Um, but yeah, Chris Chris Harris would be a top of my list, but he's a restricted agent as I mentioned. Okay, so this week, uh, circulating on internet message boards was where we post, all hang out. Let's where we all hang out. Four chan where we all hang out. Um, maybe, but maybe a lot of people don't know what 4chan is. 4chan is an 4chan sounds like um, like one of my third cousins. Oh, <laughs> Jan, Jan's saying that because Jan is Asian, Asian orange on Twitter. Yes, follow me. <laughs> follow Asian orange on Twitter. <laughs> um, Jan, a former former employee of the Denver Broncos, by the way. <laughs> Just kidding. For the Denver Broncos. You made Asian jokes. Yeah. I did I did forum stuff for them. So back to forums, 4chan. Um, an internet forum where people go basically to troll the entire internet. And that's maybe what they're doing here. So this this is a post dated uh, December twenty third, two thousand thirteen. And it's a I, I 
I'm assuming a, a young gentleman or an old gentleman or maybe it might be a lady who's complaining about – starts off complaining about Roger Goodell, um, introduces themselves as a programmer, uh, not directly saying that they worked for the NFL but saying it without saying it and that um, that over the next couple of weeks – you'll F the NFL, they fired me. Okay, so F the NFL, they fired me. Um, so, so kind of saying it. So intimating it. Let's go back to December 23rd. December 23rd, the San Diego Chargers are not in the playoffs. They're at best the third best amongst the four teams who have a shot in the AFC of making the playoffs. Um, ahead of them are the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens. It's the San Diego Chargers. And just beneath the San Diego Chargers are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, on the 23rd, the, the Chargers had just played the Oakland Raiders and, and won basically off a kind of a weird penalty. Uh, and then as we know, since then, the Chargers played the Kansas City Chiefs and were blatantly allowed to, to disobey an NFL rule, which um, didn't result directly in a missed kick. But, I thought that was uh, kind of a fuzzy rule, the number of people you can have on. Isn't that kind of a gray area in the NFL? No, it's, you're definitely not allowed to have players you can have on at one time. You're not allowed to have Depending six. on your need and, and, and how many you feel you can have on. That's kind of a gray area, Anne. <laughs> no, you can't have six people on one side of the line on a kickoff. It's a brand new rule this year, but it's it's a it's a rule. And, and we have a guy in uh, Pennsylvania who right now is, is incarcerated and is attempting to sue the NFL because the Pittsburgh Steelers should have been allowed in the playoffs. I think he has a case. <laughs> I, 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 I'd allow that in my court. Yeah, am I the only one who just completely got thrown there? No, this is uh, the, over that game because because of the Kansas City had the Kansas City won that game, the Chargers would not have gone to the playoffs, and the Pittsburgh Correct. Steelers would have gone to the playoffs. Correct. So because of a referee ignoring a rule or not catching a rule, the Kansas City Chiefs missed the field goal, didn't get a retry. They should have been pushed forward five yards because the Chargers lined up with six men on one side, which you're not allowed to do. You're only maximum of five people on one side. What was, what was the date on that 4chan post? The 23rd. Uh, December 23rd. Oh. So it's 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 predating all this stuff that's happened since then. Um, if you remember when the Broncos played the Chargers, uh, the, Chargers the, the second time the Broncos played the Chargers, the Chargers won by seven. They had uh, Nate Irving jump off sides, which I've never seen a person jump off sides in my life in a punt return, but Nate Irving did. And the Chargers kept the ball for, I believe, a total of about 13 minutes in the, almost the entire third quarter, marched down the field, got a pass interference call on a, on a really weird pass interference call on Duki and Nacho, and uh, ended up scoring a touchdown. So that one penalty by... Is euphemism? <laughs> um, I don't know if we're allowed to say anything bad about the NFL referees. I guess we, we're not players. We probably are. I don't know what SBN's policy is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So uh, Kyle would know. Kyle's dead. Or, or Kyle, you're Jan. Jan, are you Kyle now? Yes, I'm Kyle. <laughs> you missed your opportunity to be creepy and be like, I could be whatever you want me to be. Oh. No. Okay. All right, so back to the 4chan. So this, so this guy, December 23rd, goes <laughs> goes in and says, um, the Chargers are going to the Super Bowl, which at, back in the 23rd, that was a at least a minorly bold claim to say the Chargers are going to the Super Bowl. We weren't even sure that the Chargers were going to be in the playoffs at that point. That they're going to go to the playoff, that they go to the Super Bowl. The NFL has it rigged because they need a new stadium in San Diego, and they're going to be playing the Seattle Seahawks, and the Chargers will win. And I've noticed in my like history, brief history, that when a team gets new jerseys, they generally tend to have a better season. Broncos get new jerseys, go to the Super Bowl. The year that they got new jerseys, they won two Super Bowls in a row. First time Broncos have ever won the Super Bowl. It was covered with the Darren Gordon episode. Um, <laughs> San Diego does need a new stadium. I don't know why. They can't fill the current one. But they need a stadium, and maybe this... They can fill it without a town fan. Wait a second. Did you mention that they have... They, the Chargers would get new jerseys? New costumes. No. I was saying new... When a team gets new jerseys, they generally have a better season. Well, right. you know what? Okay. There there are modification tweaks on their uniforms this year, if you didn't notice. On their back... On the back, their name on their back of their jerseys is um, reminiscent to their throwbacks in the 80s. Jan, are you a jersey geek? That is really awesome. Yes, I'm a, I watch football for the uniforms. That is for the costumes, <laughs> as my friend Jan um, would say. Mm-hmm. 
two other so this guy goes on and basically says San Diego Chargers December 23rd keep in mind right now it's it's when you listen to this it's going to be January 9th 10th 11th but this message was posted December 23rd when the Chargers were not a shoe in to make the playoffs uh says the Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl and they're going to play the Seahawks and over the last couple of weeks you've seen I mean you just look at the, the the game last week against the Cincinnati Bengals the Bengals are driving at the end of the first half they um, hurry up offense, throw the ball out of bounds, completion out of bounds. There's 12 seconds left in the first half. The clock ticks down. Why is the clock ticking? You're out of bounds. It's like tick, 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 tick. goes all the way down to two seconds before the uh, um, the referee stopped the game to check whether it was an actual catch. So we lost 10 seconds. Now there's two seconds left in the in the first half for the Cincinnati Bengals to score. So it's not like there's this huge I, – I mean, whether you want to believe it or not, I'm assuming most of you don't want to believe it. There's just not – there's there's a lot of things pointing to, like, something's not right here. Do you think and, um, Do you think that in looking at that game in particular that you're talking about, the Bengals game and the Chargers game, that there was some sort of wonder twin power activation between the two gingers being – Roger Goodell and Andy Dalton, who many would say were the was the MVP for the Chargers in his complete meltdown. Did, but perhaps they formed some sort of ginger bond. I'm gonna <laughs> throw in sure I'm gonna throw in happening. a third ginger. Yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk we about have enough gingers. the Dallas Cowboys coach, Jason Garrett, yes. did not run the ball against the Eagles. Thus oh. losing to the Eagles getting the Eagles in the playoffs. But if you recall, there is a um, there's some sort of streak that if you play the Eagles. Opening game. Is it opening it's home no, game? It's, it's opening home game. If you play the Eagles in their opening home game, the last six seasons, that team has won the Super Bowl. We are this, on something. The common this, denominator. This season. Avengers. This season. I don't know. What is Dallas? How did Dallas even come into this? The ginger coach. I have a question for you. How many passes do you think Philip Rivers threw in the Cincinnati-San Diego game last weekend? How many rainbows did he? He hardly threw any. I think he threw, like, what, 12 passes or something like that? He threw 12 passes. 12 passes. This is an NFL team throwing 12 passes. Have you ever seen an NFL win, an NFL team win throwing 12 passes? This isn't the Arkansas Razorbacks with Darren McFadden and Peyton Hillis and who's the third guy? (laughs) Talk about the Arizona Razorbacks in the day, not that long ago, actually. But here's here's my one thing with all of this, and I, you know, and I've been I've been mocked for this as well because I brought it up because part of me just wants to talk about this so that it's out there in case there's even a smidgen of proof, and then we can just sort of I think it's our duty really that we can dispel whatever evil power this may be sort of building up, right? We have to bring it up. But here's my, you know, acting like a scientist, as I probably should more often, um, (laughs) being that I am one and not getting carried away, A, number one in sports in general and tying my emotional well-being to uh, whether we win or lose, but that's an entire other show. Um, But two, looking at the data, and so one of the main arguments is what? That the NFL really wants the Chargers to have a new stadium. Mm -hmm. Why? Why why would they not want that team to move to L.A., much bigger market? Right? That's the main competition. That's plan B there for the Chargers, correct? Well, it might be that the Oakland Raiders are moving to L.A., I mean, maybe there's not, they don't want two teams in the same market. They don't want two teams in L.A. They're, I mean, if, if L.A. could support a team, they w- the Raiders and the Rams would have never left. So I don't you know don't that think, that market— um Al Crazy Pants Davis had anything to do with not being able to be successful in managing a team in L.A.? Well, I— Being supported or not? You just can't support—I don't know that that city can support a, two teams, two football teams. They haven't been able to. Well, well what about one? So you're saying San Diego moves to L.A. Again, though, that's still – you could flip that around and say, yeah, they want them to be a Super Bowl team. They're going to go move to L.A. as a Super Bowl team. Like they have a built-in fan base and they just want a Super Bowl. And now you have the Lakers all of a sudden. I don't know. One more conspiracy. The... So, so we have to be on look lookout for um, poor calls is what you're saying. <laughs> be right? on the lookout for poor serious. calls. So hold on because like, this goes much deeper than that. We got we got a whole nother conspiracy, we'll and then there's a whole the surface. 
We're just scratching the surface because um, the last four seasons, the Washington Redskins have beat the Super Bowl champion. Now, if you remember, the Washington Redskins only won three games this season. Exactly. For them to beat anybody, that's significant. One of those three games that they won was against your San Diego Chargers. RG3 somehow beat <laughs> San Diego Chargers with Mike Shanahan blatantly throwing games. But a lot uh, of people, no, that was early on. A lot of people <laughs> Right? They played them earlier on. And a lot of people remember. were beating the Chargers. The Chargers have kind of peaked in there at the right time. Yeah, they or peaked so against, Roger would like us to believe. They peaked they've peaked against, you know, um they got the Kansas City Chiefs twice in two in uh at the end of the season. They got the Oakland Raiders at the end of the season. I am totally pulling up their schedule right now. Cause hold on, but but stick with us because this gets the much Giants better. Had, oh, that doesn't matter either. They play the Giants? Right. The Giants. So this is the San Diego Chargers at the at, after their bye. The San Diego Chargers in Week Nine played the Washington Redskins and lost thirty to twenty four. They then played the Denver Broncos in Week Ten, lost twenty eight to twenty. They played the Dolphins in Week Eleven, lost twenty to sixteen. Then they got to play the Chiefs, won. They played the Bengals, they lost. They played the Giants, they won. They played the Broncos, they won. They played the Raiders, they won. They played the Chiefs, they won. So four of those last six games when they went on their hot streak were against teams that were like meh. Um, the only playoff teams that they've lost to this season, though, actually, are the Broncos and the Bengals, and then they beat the Bengals on the on the retry. So hold on. So okay, so we have the announcement of uh, the referees. So the referees for the uh, Denver Broncos San Diego Chargers game are going to be led by I don't know how to Cleet. pronounce his name. Not, not Ed. Cleet, this guy's name is Cleet Blakeman. You may not know who he is. Cleet Blakeman was the referee for the Carolina-New England Patriots game. And we know how that one ended. That one ended with Tom Brady screaming a bunch of things you can't say in front of your mother as he was walking off the field following a rep. And then the meth head, uh, what is his backup quarterback's name? <laughs> oh, Mallet? Ryan Mallet? Yeah, Ryan Mallet. Ryan Mallet <laughs> tested positive for meth at the NFL Combine. How do you test positive for meth? Yeah, like, how are you like... How are you like, let me smoke this meth and not test, not he, piss hot? Am I he's t- from Texarkana. <laughs> what do you think they make up there? It's just enough said. But what, I mean, was it specifically meth or was it amphetamines? Can they, I, I guess they can be that specific. You can You can drill it down to what it is, yeah. And it's just a rumor. You're not actually, they're not legally allowed, or not. I guess legally they are allowed, but they're not allowed within the NFL rules to disclose what the person tested positive for yeah, so that makes sense. Just that he tested positive. But even the first time you can't you're you're not supposed to be able to say anything the first time someone tests positive. It's not until the second time that the NFL can suspend you for it. Anyway, so Clay Blakeman, referee for the Carolina Panthers uh, New England Patriots game, is going to be your referee for the Broncos Chargers game. Um hold on. This is where you're gonna get interested, Katie. Blakeman already. Blakeman was a quarterback at Nebraska in 1986. Now I'm I'm like filled with nausea and I can't concentrate anything else you're saying. 1986, Nebraska is the number number three team in the nation. 1986. 1986, they're the number three team in the nation. Do you remember what happened that year in 1986? I was was young. Um, So that year in 1986, your CU. Buffaloes beat upset the number three team in the nation twenty to ten in Boulder. Mm-hmm. Blakeman was the quarterback for Nebraska okay. Cornhuskers. Okay, so that was like the biggest CU win of all of the whole eighties, probably. I don't think incorrect. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> incorrect. So there was a, there was one where where we got five downs against Missouri for the national Delta championship. Back mm-hmm. So not a big. That was kind I mean, of a big game. But you're not beating. You're not an unranked team beating a number three team. Yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so that's our referee. That's our end of our conspiracy. Uh, Here's, you know what? Here's the bottom line to all of this, though. I mean, we've had we've had some rough times, some tragic events in 2013, right? As a whole, the world is trying to get through. There is absolutely no way, even if Roger Goodell is the most evil person in the world that he can allow for all of our collective mental health, Philip effing rivers to win a <laughs> Super Bowl. 
I mean, none of us will recover from that. Do you understand? Do you take a moment to reflect on how intolerable a situation that would be? Correct? There'd be so many, like, pain dots. The most unlikable, I mean, there's an, you could argue Tom Brady, but I mean, if, <laughs> the most unlikable soul in football right now, right? Gift wrapped in his bolo tie. There's an absolutely no way <laughs> that that happened. Yeah, I think people yeah. would never recover and watch football again. That's how damaging that would be. Yeah, I mean, Ray Lewis, aside, murder aside, and we can argue all that, but, you know, we, we got over him winning, right, kind of. No one would get over Philip effing Rivers winning the Super Bowl. So that's why I'm confident. I just can't imagine, like, his celebration afterwards would probably make me sick for a few months. All right, so let's talk about this this game. <laughs> we are playing a game in a couple of days. We can take a break. Um, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll come back after the break. Enjoy this music. Sorry, that was a conversation that we were having off the air, and I brought it on so that no one could say anything about it. Katie has another, cons- one more conspiracy. No, I just, I don't think we, we, it, I don't think we gave the conspiracy enough due. And that, and, and the most important point of all of this is do not kid yourself. Like the NBA, which we've already shown, has, has had a share of malfeasance. It is an in- entertainment industry, Right. Right. Multi-billion dollar industry, right? Mm-hmm. I made the exact same point. I mean, they had a, they had a referee fired. How, how long ago? That wasn't that long ago. The referee that got fired for supposedly kind of pushing games one way or the other. A retrieval deficit issue. Um, what was his name? I don't remember. But that wasn't that long. That was like three years ago. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. So yeah. if, if, if the NFL can get a, a publicly subsidized tax-free stadium. That's huge, right? Yeah. The NFL doesn't have to pay for workers' comp issues. Huge. I mean, we're talking about multi-million, billion dollars, right? So you have oh to... You, you just, like, you knocked it out of the park. the conspiracy theory there. No, you... Right? You're, I, I don't think anyone's even gone that direction with it yet. Uh, I was just... No, that's the exact direction. That's the motive of the NFL, correct? For Why else would they care? I think Money. the... You're right. You're right. Where's the money? From a public support by the Chargers making a Cinderella run, right? New York mm-hmm. Giants made a similar Cinderella run not long ago. Got a new stadium. Energizing that very lucrative fan base. Got a new stadium. A publicly sanctioned <laughs> stadium. You yeah. have to pay for it. I mean, huge money. No, Bottom right. line, cost. The, the, I think the main argument against it is people are going to say, well, how do you keep that many people under wraps for that long. And I'm like, look, how many Beyonce, people are you talking about this? Seriously. It's a, and it's an officiating crew. 
Beyonce <laughs> dropped an album with no promotion on iTunes. It went to number one. No one even knew she was putting out an album. She had 14 new videos. That's 14 production crews. That's producers. That's the studio people. That's the people who see her, whatever. They write songs for her. All those people shut up. She puts out an album, no promotion. That's like, there's you know, thousands of people involved. No one said anything for whatever That's reason. Because Jay Z secretly rules the world and probably is behind all of this as well. He's he did you know what Clowney didn't take him as his agent. You know you know who Clowney's gonna be represented by? Mm-mm. It's very familiar to Broncos fans. Bus Cook, <laughs> Jay Cutler's agent, <laughs> Brett Favre's agent, and also Vince Young's agent. But that means he's okay. not gonna be going very far. You know, if he can get if he can get color those type of money, I would make him my agent too. I think <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna talk about the Chargers game because that's the game that's coming up in just yes. a couple of days. We have who's uh, nervous? I think a lot of the Denver Broncos fans are nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm nervous. I'm really nervous. Mm-hmm. Like I'm having GI distress, even oh, this it, early on. Well, last yeah, last year at this time, I mean, when the Broncos were playing the Ravens, I was confident. Trenton Holiday returned returned a kickoff. I was like, we're going to win this thing. We're going to bring New England in. We're going to kick their butts and then take over. But then four hours later, I had the saddest Saturday night ever in my life. But you knew it. I mean, how? Like, didn't you get the feeling? Maybe second quarter, half time on. Oh, it just absolutely. You knew it was just a matter of time. It was inevitable. And we were all just sitting through this inevitability. I One knew. Another not going our way. It just. When the, when the end of the first half was coming up, whenever we take a knee to end a first half, I'm like, shit, that's it. But um, when, we, when we started trying to run out the clock, and I think this is just on. We see Mike McCoy doing it now with San Diego that was Chargers. That's the knee I had is- an issue with, by the way. <laughs> Taking a knee at the end of the game, running um, three runs in a row with Ronnie Hillman, especially on third and seven. I've not been as distressed about someone taking a knee as when my husband went down in the delivery room. (laughs) As that. (laughs) Took a knee, went down, diverted medical attention away from me. But I digress. Anyway, that was was a a traumatic taking of the knee. Let's just work it all out, Katie. <laughs> when we ran three three run plays in a row to t- attempt to run out the clock, I was like, we're screwed. Because when you're playing to run out the clock and you got Peyton Manning, I don't care how cold, how old, how singed those bolts in his neck are getting. Like, Dang, that was a wrap. Did you hear that, Yarn? <laughs> Straight up wrap. Let's talk about the Chargers game. Last time they faced the Chargers was that they were getting do- dominated on both sides of the line. We've, this has been said at nauseum probably by the time you guys listen to it. Um, and they couldn't stop the run. So, again, that's getting dominated on the offensive line, getting dominated on the defensive line. Um, the Chargers front seven has only gotten better since that game. <laughs> Go ahead, Katie. And I just want to say something that won't be popular, but Peyton missed some kind of important throws when he had some amazing matchups, like with Sharice Wright, my favorite cornerback. <laughs> he now, had, he, he, he playing... absolutely targets him, right? And he missed some crucial throws there that would have been game-changing. And I know we don't like to talk about that, but... No, you know... Um, spreading, I just want to spread the blame. When, when, when John Fox didn't call timeouts on San Diego's final drive, well, second-to-final drive, which, what became their second-to-final drive... When he wasn't calling timeouts, he wasn't showing um, confidence in the offense. I think all three games the Broncos have lost this season, they have lost the coin toss. So losing the coin toss almost immediately is like a kiss of death, in my opinion, at least this right. season. You know what you just did? You just what? keyed in Goodell and the refs and the conspiracy people <laughs> of how they absolutely fix this it's game. It's a double sided <laughs> I've I've met Roger Goodell twice, and I and I and I know Brian McCarthy. That PR Brian McCarthy was not very popular in Denver for a while because he was the mouthpiece of the NFL when they wanted to put up the Joe Flacco banners everywhere. But he's actually a really nice guy, as is Roger Goodell. But you know, nice people do bad things sometimes when when <laughs> money's involved. <laughs> She's got a unibrow. She's painted one on in purple, sharpie. <laughs> All right, so Wes Welker's back. Wes Welker, who also does not have a phenomenal 
postseason history to couple that with Peyton Manning. Um, Wes Welker was missing against the Chargers the first time. He may have, you know, the three, three or four of those passes that you're talking about may have gone to Wes Welker, and he may have caught 50% of them. Andre Caldwell, he missed missed Marius Thomas on a nice press man coverage we had. Absolutely isolated Sharice Wright, who's horrible. I I could get get open on Sharice Wright, and he missed that. That's what I'm – I didn't have a lot of time to prepare, but that's what I'm remembering. And so perhaps I will be proven wrong, but I think we don't plays there. No, I think you're right. I, I think the, the Broncos blitzkrieg offense actually works against them in this game because the, the San Diego Chargers are only going to be able to defeat the Broncos if they keep the ball on offense. And, um, you know, passing 12 times last week, they, they're definitely not going to be able to get away with just passing 12 times this time. On And Ryan Matthews, another non-participant this week, um, so far, as of Wednesday in practice, um, he's saving he, himself. Ian. He's I'm sure he's saving himself, but he didn't even make it, he didn't even make it past the second he's half. Saved. He didn't he didn't make it past the first half last weekend. So I don't know that he was saving himself for the Broncos. I think he's just kind of really hurt, and you know they're they're numbing him with whatever they're numbing him with. Who knows how long it's going to last? He'll probably he, he start the game, but who knows if he makes it to the second third quarter? Um, so that puts a lot of weight on the shoulders of of Danny Woodhead. Uh, I don't know that the Chargers are going to be able to run like they yeah, did. And who else? Who else had a pretty good game? When? Against the Broncos? No. Or against the Bengals? The Bengals. Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Keenan Allen? <laughs> I don't know. Ronnie Brown. Ronnie Brown had a good game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Frick, I forgot that he was still in the league. I, yeah. I, I, yeah I, good game. The Bengals made Ronnie Brown look like an MVP. Oh, my God. Apologies. Come on. We're not familiar with your former um, co-workers. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Brown did have a touchdown for like the first time since 2008. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. yeah, Ronnie Brown. Yeah, we got it's definitely a key for the key for the game. <laughs> um, I can't wait for the first three touch. No, I can. Never mind. He won't score. I I, I promise you. You can name. My next puppy, if Ronnie Brown scores three touchdowns. Oh. So we got um, two more things. Two more things. So what are the keys to the game? Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey is the key to the game? Yeah. Why? Did you see Keenan Allen blow up? We're going to put Champ Bailey on. We're not putting Champ Bailey on Keenan Allen. We put DRC on him last time, and that didn't work out so well. Uh, Okay. Seriously? There was, there was oh no, Keenan Allen's touchdown. You see the play. I know. Uh, DRC is covering him. I mean, him up. We just, you know, our safeties need to get their head in the game and get some help. Uh, it's hard to say whose fault that was. It looked like to me, it looked like DRC's fault because he's thinking he has zone coverage and yeah, he and does I think it. Keenan Allen, and but I do also have a good arm, but without you know all the time in the world, so that's also an issue. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's not much like there's not much help coming in form of uh, a pass rush. Malik Jackson's in. You know the Broncos have performed actually better on defense since Von Miller's been out though. You put Nate Irving, replace him with Von Miller, and the defense has actually been good to decent. You look, mm-hmm. but then we're using the Houston Texans and the Oakland Raiders as our litmus test. It's not quite <laughs> it's not quite the San Diego Chargers, exactly. but they're not, they're not much worse. San Diego Chargers aren't like a thirteen and three football team. They're they're a team that got hot at the end of the season, beat up on you know the the post by two and six Kansas City Chiefs, the Oakland Raiders, and the New York Giants. So are the Chargers going to play more of a soft cover two, or are they going to press? Because they again they oh. have some serious weaknesses. The only way you the only way you beat the Broncos is by pressing. Right. The Indianapolis Colts introduced that. Is you got to knock the you knock the receivers off the line at the line, but with Wes Welker back in, I don't know that it matters. Yeah, the slant's going to kill him. And again, like, Wright is going to stay with Demarius Thomas. No. I think that... I think if Peyton's head is in the game, it's not going to be too cold. No, it's going to be 50 He's kind of good. I think I, I think <laughs> we should have no problem, right? I don't think I don't think that this is the game. Please, let me, help me feel better. No, I don't, think that the, I, don't think the, I don't think this is the game that the Broncos have trouble with. Um... Next week, whether it's New England or Indianapolis, that's the game. I'm like, ah, shit. 
but uh, not this week. I don't think. I think the, think the game have, plan. Who do you think? Are we going to jinx ourselves if we just go ahead to next week? But who do you think? No, because we have to talk about something for this week still. Who do you think is going to give us more fits, though, New England or, in their current form, New England or Indianapolis? I don't know. Indianapolis doesn't have receivers, and and New England doesn't have receivers. Or uh, Gronk. I'd say T.Y. Hilton is kind of a receiver. Oh, he's, yeah, a, he's one, one man, yeah. One man, yeah. Put three bodies on him. Who else do we get? Those we, oh, okay. Yeah, like, what are you going to – no, seriously, like, they have they have Kobe Fleener. There's there's really Griff Griff what's his name Griff Whalen <laughs> that is the one who played in Stanford with with uh, Andrew Luck anyway um, okay so let's say let's say this is okay so this is Champ Bailey's last shot at winning a Super Bowl most likely I don't know that the Broncos I, I highly doubt the Broncos are going to keep his ten million dollar salary How old is for he? next season he's thirty four thirty four yeah he's a baby well for NFL cornerback he's he's a old. baby. Uh, the Broncos missed out on Charles Woodson in free agency, who was a little bit older, but also probably playing at a higher level than Champ Bailey just because he's been able to stay on the field. Did you see my Charles Woodson impression? I, I saw it. I thought it was Desmond Howard. <laughs> okay, so let's say let's say let's say the Broncos do end up have losing this game. Do you fire John Fox? You wouldn't fire John Fox? No, I would not fire John Fox. Why not? Why would you fire John Fox if the Broncos lose this game? It's the third third playoffs that he's lost in. He's come the third playoff he's lost in? Yeah. Second. He's coaching the no, he's coaching the Tebow team. He's coaching last year with Peyton Manning, he's coaching this year Peyton Manning. But they won one. They won one game out of four. That's not that's one out of four. If you went one and four in a season. You know, it's like the equivalent to winning, it's equivalent to what going four and twelve in a season, which got Josh McDaniels fired. <laughs> I think I think I'll, there there was a confluence of factors that got Mister McDaniels <laughs> fired. But mostly going, I guess at the time he got fired, he was four and eight possibly. Oh no, he was probably three and eight. I don't think I think they won one game under Eric uh, Studisville. Um, yeah, I don't we know. Firing John Fox if we lose I'm, this playoff game. I was ready to fire John Fox midseason when Jack Del Rio went undefeated. You're gonna make you're gonna make Jack Del Rio our head coach. Well, mainly because he's really good at when to call timeouts to give your quarterback the to give your possibly greatest of all time quarterback the ball, and he's really good at deciding when to challenge, and he's really good at not <laughs> not enforcing not insisting on the run when the team's ahead. Like he doesn't he does it. Jack, Jack Del Rio never left left his. Uh, Foot off the gas pedal, whereas John Fox is like, "Oh well, we're ahead by seven. It's really hard to score seven in the NFL." He goes to his charts, he sees what the percentage is. He's like, "Okay, well, this is eighty percent chance that we lose. This is forty percent chance that we win. Let's go with the forty percent chance and let's just run the ball. Third and seven, no problem." Okay, first of all, you really think any head coach, John Fox included, has that much power in how the offense is being run with Peyton Manning? I think. Yeah, you can go to Peyton Manning as the as the head coach and say, "Hey, we need to just keep the ball. I don't want you to pass the ball." And and Peyton Manning is going to say, "Either screw you or okay." But you've seen him. You've seen him argue with Fox this season and say, you know, have a really hard time with the decision that John Fox is making. We've had people on this show who who say that you know it's not really John Fox's decision; it's Peyton Manning's decision. But like, come on, he's the head coach. If John Fox says that he tells Peyton, I mean, I, I doubt that it happens that often, but if John Fox goes to Peyton Manning and he's like, hey, we're just going to run the ball. We're going to sit on the clock. We want to take 13 minutes out of the clock right here. You think Peyton Manning's going to be like, screw you, I'm going to throw it for 80 yards? He's going to run the ball. Um, <laughs> Jan, Jan was so riveted with this discussion. He just laughed. That distracted me. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, the other question. The other question is coach for Peyton Manning. I, I. Well, then the other question is: Let's say they do lose. Do you keep Peyton Manning around? What's? <laughs> I mean, no, no. Seriously, like, how much better can you get? We, we, we've gone thirteen and three. Right, particularly with our with our backup Brock. On thirteen. Why do no. we need PFM? I I said that if the if the Broncos won, I would never make fun of. If the Broncos win this game, I'll never talk bad about um, Brock Osweiler again. I'll never. 
What, what, I don't what remember is, exactly what, what it is. What does that have to do with Brock Osweiler? I was, I was, uh, okay, so if, if Malik Jackson and Nate Irving have good games this week, I'm not allowed to ever say anything bad about Brock Osweiler as a, as a draft pick again. I don't understand that connection. Because Nate Irving and Millie Jackson were both draft picks by this current regime, as was Brock Osweiler. I'm constantly down on this. these guys who are picking players in the draft for picking Brock Osweiler. Okay. I think it, I think that if you didn't take Brock Osweiler last, last season, the Broncos beat the Ravens because the Broncos would have drafted Doug Martin. So you have Doug Martin in the playoffs as opposed to Ronnie Hillman. Well, talk to me about Doug Martin right now. <laughs> Doug Martin was my number one pick on my fantasy squad. I don't want to talk about Doug Martin and, right now. And you probably killed it for three weeks while he was healthy. No, not, not really. Not really. <laughs> anyway, Jan, what you missed is that if we lose this playoff game, Ian is firing both. John Fox and getting rid of Peyton Manning. No, one or the other. Fox. You would fight. You would fight. Oh, one or the other. <laughs> one or the other. You, yeah, John's you're like blown away, aren't you? That, that absolutely. I, I, mean, I just blew your brain. You I have just, no response to that. I don't know. You would, keep, would you keep John Fox around? I would not keep John Fox. See? <laughs> Who are you? you so you put Jack Del Rio. No, Jack Del Rio's probably gone too. That's enough time to coach a game in between his highlight sessions. Have you guys noticed that, by the way? He's got daughters. What's up with that? He's, he's time to be getting his hair tipped and frosted. He's but a that's good what looking, you're doing. So he's you're, a good-looking guy. John Fox, and you are putting JDR in as the head coach. Is that what you're doing? No. no. Um, it would be a completely different head coach. It could be Bill Cower. It could oh. be. <laughs> I mean, I don't John know. Gordon. I don't. Had you guys. Well, so it is all on coaching. It has nothing to do with how decimated we are injury wise. You know that, what? The reason why is with the NFL conspiracy. It's all coaching. Let's just get rid of our coach. What, what, Le- Levy Smith's available. No, he's not. <laughs> Yo, he's not he's 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 Tampa Bay. Yeah. John Fox losing three playoff games. In a row, it's just—I mean, that's, you know, that just like, doesn't cut it. Not in the fair. We should not have been in the play. Do, do not put that number one—the first one on him, right? He's not Marvin Don't Lewis. Put that one. He made right? some bad decisions in the second one. I—I I, I think I refer to him as a walking brainstem in an article I wrote on it. That aside, there were a lot of mistakes, right? He was not in our secondary on that last stupid play, was he? I have a question: If Jack Del Rio is still the interim coach. On week 15 against the San Diego Chargers, do the Denver Broncos lose the San Diego Chargers? No, they don't because they could take timeouts. They, no, they, they've proven it. They've taken time. They took timeouts. They've proven in the it. Previous, they did a study on this. In, in Jack Del, no, Jack Del Rio. In Jack Del Rio's tenure, he'd call timeouts when the every time the team, the opposition was driving it, to end the first half, he called timeouts to give Peyton Manning time to score again before the second half started. And that one score is the difference in the Broncos beating the San Diego Chargers. One touchdown. I can't believe you're going to get rid of John Fox, you guys. Come on. I just, but you know I what? It's, like... it's a moot point since we're not going to lose. So. <laughs> right? But if we do. But if we do. You're jinxing us. Bring back Josh McDaniels and Tim Tebow. Just kidding. All right, guys. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I think we mentioned Tim Tebow enough tonight. Right. Yeah, we did mention Tebow like five times. We didn't even mention that much, him that much in the Tebow episode. That's how ubiquitous he is. He just infiltrates everything, doesn't he? He needs to go right, away. Katie, Katie, what are we what are we plugging? Flip what, Collective. Flipcollective.com, Flip a website for writers, brilliant <laughs> writers, lots of really famous writers, not me, obviously. They I'm mean, their pity case, but really good writing if you want to read really good edited stuff online. Our our season six is starting up soon. Katie's, Thank you. Katie's a very good writer herself. She probably won't say that though. And Jan, I love you. Yes, same here. I love Jan too. <laughs> All right. Have a good week, guys. We'll talk to you next week when we the Broncos are facing either the Indianapolis Colts or the New England Patriots. We'll see you soon. Go Broncos. <laughs>